Welcome to the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Martha. And our mission is to connect the past and the present Nikki Mom by celebrating our stories and what our babies have overcome. Whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hello, sisterhood. Welcome back to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. It's me, Martha, and Ashley. And today we have a special guest, Taylor. Say hello, Taylor. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Taylor is so incredible. Oh, gosh. She is <laughs> She is good friends with Christy, who's been on a previous episode. And we are going to do another episode that's just about Christy and Taylor and their friendship journey through the NICU. Uh, one of the reasons Taylor's story is unique is because her baby was full term in the NICU, yes. which I think is, is a narrative we need to hear more of in our community. Yes. Also, Taylor brings to the table the fact that she is a birth photographer. I am. <laughs> and, and I think that is going to give us a unique perspective, too, on the NICU life. So, Taylor, where should we begin? Oh, boy. Um, I suppose we could start with my own journey yeah. yes. in the NICU. Right. So what was it like for you to be a baby? To be a baby. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's very big, and I don't really remember much about it. I don't. I don't. don't. Uh, So um, I had a full-term pregnancy, and I went in for possible preeclampsia. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up having to be induced because my body was not ready for labor at all. Um, And they uh, And how far along were you? I was on my due date. Well, by an hour, Mm -hmm. it was on my due date. Um, Harper was born on... Sorry, I keep doing it. I'm just turning my back. Mm-hmm. Um, Harper was born on Friday the 13th of October, so um, she's been born the way she is <laughs> and will never change, that's for sure. Um, she was determined to come on that day, uh, so I had her uh, at 1127, so you know, that's counted as my full recovery day, which is really great mm-hmm. yeah. with the baby in the NICU. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up having to break my water because I was induced, and that was when they found that I had meconium. Mm-hmm. So NICU team was already there for my delivery, um, but they, you know, kind of make you think that nothing's going to happen. It's just precaution. Um, and then she came out, and they put her on my chest for, like, a brief second. The room was super quiet. It was a very, like, uncomfortable feeling. It was very scary. And then they ended up taking her, and they were – she was having labored breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they brought up an incubator, and they scooped her out of the room really fast. Mm-hmm. Um and so much of it is very blurry. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, but I do remember them just kind of like wheeling her over to me and letting me touch her hand. And then she was gone. Mm-hmm. And I had an epidural, so I couldn't go and see her for quite a few hours. But um, thankfully, my husband Bryce was able to go yeah. be with her. Um, but it was very scary to see her that way. Like I got mm-hmm. you know a photo sent, and she's all belly down, strapped onto one of those little mounds so that they can kind of get rid of their fluid. Yeah. Um, and it was just a tr- very traumatic situation. Yeah. And I didn't know anyone who um, had had a NICU experience at that time. It was all new mm-hmm. and not at all what I thought was going to be happening mm-hmm. uh, with my birth story. And I had seen, through birth photography, um, regular births, you mm-hmm. know, where mom gets to have that moment with the baby on her chest you know, potentially hours at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I remember wanting that back so badly after. Yeah. So you just don't realize what you're missing yeah. until you see someone else 
doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and what can you describe a little bit of like what meconium in lungs is all about? Yeah. So yeah. basically, it's like when baby poops in utero, um, and it can be, mm-hmm. uh, is it toxic to them essentially when they yeah. inhale? So. Basically, if they inhale too much, I think that they, like, her NICU stay could have been much, much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were able to take care of it. And that yeah. was, still to this day, is one of the most stressful things is that there's so much I don't know mm-hmm. about what actually happened with her NICU journey. Yeah. Because not only was I completely in shock about the entire thing, mm-hmm. it was a relatively short stay. And I feel like every time that you ask, they try to kind of protect you, which is good. But I still never got, like, a full explanation of what. Sure. Really happened. Mm-hmm. All I knew is that her lungs needed some help, mm-hmm. and that was what they were doing. Yeah. So, um, granted, we we had you know the best NICU experience that you could. It was a short stay. It was not very um, traumatic compared to others, but it was very traumatic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something so foreign to me. I had no idea what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you talk about, like, well, who's going to come and visit right away? And then that all changes so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes a whole different story. Right. So. What did you know about NICU, period, before? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't know anything. Um, I didn't know what a CPAP was. I didn't know mm-hmm. what a baby being intubated really was. Um, and thankfully, she was not. Um, she went directly on to a CPAP and was on that for a majority of her stay. Um but now it's like I'll be in a room with someone else, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's a CPAP. That's a great sign. Like, that's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. It's mm-hmm. just a right. CPAP. It's yeah. still terrifying. Right. But you know that that's a progression, you know, mm-hmm. from what a baby could have been on or what baby was on. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And was your pregnancy high risk at all? Did no. you have a – so you weren't mm-hmm. – I mean, this was completely – Completely out of the blue. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess – both Martha and I's journeys, we had emergency C-sections. Right. And so I mis- I can only imagine for you, you go through this work of delivering your right. baby. You push, you push, and then they're just taken from yes. you. You know, ours were yeah. just taken. Right. We didn't have you that didn't, labor. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I was like, what? I was in drug land. <laughs> drug. Um, so yeah. how was that for you to... To go through the work of delivering your baby and yes. then all of a sudden mm-hmm. just she's taken from you. Yes. Well, the induction alone was very different than anything I had seen. I hadn't seen anyone be induced at that point. Um, Harper's two now, so and that was just a few months after I actually started being a birth photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pushed for a, a very long time, and I was in that bed for a very long time. I remember holding off on my epidural because um, I didn't know when she was going to come. You know, they kind of yeah. say, well, it could take days for an induction. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember, like, going through super painful Pitocin contractions, which was not pleasant, and I don't ever want to deal with Pitocin again in my life. Yeah. Um, and then I pushed for two and a half hours, and she just kind of wow. sat there and rocked for a very long time, and then all of a sudden she shot out. And so it was like you work and you work and you work, and all of a sudden the baby's there and then yeah. they're gone. And it's right. like, but I just held that baby. I, I just worked so hard. I just did all of that pushing, yeah. and now I don't even get to see right. her anymore. Like, And then just kind of swooping her away, and you don't really know what's happening. And the doctor comes over and says, congratulations on your baby girl. They're going to take her to NICU, and that's basically kind of all you hear. Yeah. And then you sit in the bed, and you wait for them to be able to bring you down yeah. just to go meet your baby, yeah. which I know 
like I was honored that I was able to meet her as soon as I was because I know a lot of moms have to wait even longer than that but it was just very unexpected Mm -hmm. I it's amazing because I hear this a lot we hear this a lot. I mean, from every NICU mom, but definitely full-term NICU moms, you all, you are saying over and over, but it wasn't as bad. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I also, I want to, I hope it's okay. And we yeah, can edit this absolutely. out. Um, I hope it's okay, but you should always have the space. I feel like to say that mm-hmm. was this traumatic period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it trauma is relative too, but right. I think your unique perspective, which was you photographed births and in your head, you had a very, real uh, vision of what it would be Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and then that was taken away from you yes god that must have been so hard it was definitely difficult it was just not at all what I yeah what I pictured I had seen moms just get to sit and hold their babies and Mm -hmm. cuddle them and get to nurse them right away and that was something I never had and it really affected like my milk supply yeah I uh, thought you know, that I wasn't going to be able to have that experience, which is something that I dreamed about my entire pregnancy. I just knew that I wanted to breastfeed. Um, And because I wasn't holding her, because she wasn't doing skin to skin with me at first, my milk just did not want to come in. Yeah. Um, So something I had to work very, very hard for, too, Mm -hmm. on that aspect. Yeah. Um, But I think with, like, the toning it down situation, I feel like because I know what these other moms that I've seen go through with their NICU journey. Yeah. It's almost like I we don't want to undermine anything that they've had to go through, you know? It's like mm-hmm. you you know just how difficult theirs was, and so you want to, like, tone it down and be like, yeah. I know that mine was hard, but I know yours was so much harder. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we do it intentionally. I think it's just, oh, like, yeah. trying to honor yeah. what oh, they went course. through, you know? Yeah, of course. It's like when you hear someone who is pregnant, you know, complain about being pregnant at the end. It yeah. kind of stings a little bit, yeah. and you know they're not doing it to harm yeah. or to hurt with words. It's yeah. just... Something mm-hmm. that still kind of digs at you a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to chastise no. you for doing that. Gosh, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I just think. I do it with everything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, and also it's very Midwestern yes. too. But I also think, I just, um, I, I think that way it would be hard in its different way. Like you said, we were not, we were kind of out of it and not aware, but you were so, you were present there and witnessing every moment. Yeah. So so that brings a different kind of weight with it, I think, too. I did have, like, an, a kind of an emotional release after um, they took her away, too. And I remember you go from a room having 10, 12 people in it, and then there's just you and this one nurse. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was, like, profusely apologizing to this mm-hmm. nurse and saying, sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry that I'm struggling with this. Like, I'm sorry I'm emotional. Because mm-hmm. that was just what my body wanted to do was yeah. I felt bad. And so I was expecting everyone else to be feeling that way, too. Um, and she was like, stop. Like, stop apologizing. I'm like, but I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just can't. Yeah. The emotions were just too strong. Yeah. Yeah. And you go down and you see your baby, and um, it's just so surreal. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember how I got down to her. Yeah. Or <laughs> I remember briefly a wheelchair, but... Now, yeah. like, I go, you know, go with these babies to the NICU, typically when I do a birth mm-hmm. now, if they yeah. get brought to the NICU. And so I go with the nurses and the yeah. whole incubator, take the back route, and it's, mm-hmm. I am so much more calm now yeah. than I could have ever imagined mm-hmm. because I have seen it a handful of times now. And I do feel like th- the sole purpose that Harper was a NICU baby 
is so that I would have my own personal understanding for the moms that I'm around now. Yeah. I feel like it was so, so intentional yeah. that I had my own, even though it was brief, not um, the same NICU journey by any means of anyone else that has been in there, um, but I at least knew it mm-hmm. somewhat. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, too, uh, you mentioned it's you don't even quite remember how you got there to see yeah. her. I think a lot of NICU moms that have shared on the podcast or that we've talked to, they grieve that because it's hard to remember when you're on magnesium or recovering from a major mm-hmm. surgery or still on drugs for pain. Mm-hmm. Your mind or is just, just in shock. In yeah. shock. Yeah. yeah, your mind is not there. And I think it's like we hear a lot that I don't even remember what it was yes. like to me. That's hard to process. I remember feeling yeah. like a bad mom that I didn't remember this moment of holding my baby. Right. Yeah. You know, like, well, everyone else gets, they, they hold their baby and they cry and mm-hmm. they're happy. And I remember being just terrified mm-hmm. and like almost having no feeling towards mm-hmm. her because I was so afraid of what was about to happen, you yeah. know, that they took yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And it was like, totally. she just sat on my chest all, you know, slimy from the meconium. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to drop this baby. That's all I could think. I'm going to yeah. drop this baby. Yeah. Um, but you see other people and they, you know, they cry. They're so proud and yeah. happy. And it was just so much more mm-hmm. um, fearful mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your daughter's NICU journey like for you? Was it just working um, on the breathing or feeding? Yeah, so she started on uh, CPAP, and then she ended up going to a really low, very low level. So that CPAP trigger all the time. Um, <laughs> I just still hear that sound. I really do. Yep, 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 yeah. I do. Um, and then she did have some difficulty with feeding as well, and that was kind of what extended us to – we were there for four days um, – so that's what the last, I would say, day and a half was her mm-hmm. getting that under control. Um, and then we were back in the ER uh, two weeks after going home oh. um, just with more issues. And um, she was not keeping any of her food down mm-hmm. at all. And so, you know, when you breastfeed, <laughs> it's very yeah. traumatic when your baby spits up all of that all milk the that you worked yeah, so hard yeah, to get. Yeah. <laughs> But she um, she wasn't having any bowel movements. She was, well, we thought, dehydrated. And so we had her in. They did a ultrasound to see if she had pyloric stenosis, and that was negative. Um, and so the first three months of her life were very difficult. Like, I remember my husband looking at me and being like, I don't know if I can do this again. <laughs> like, this is this what having a newborn is like? Like, this is just different. And so she was on Prilosec and Zantac and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I do think that a lot of that had to do with just that residual that happened during birth for her. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, we ended up getting it all sorted out, and she did grow out of it eventually, but the first three months of her life were very, Mm -hmm. very difficult. Mm -hmm. There was no sleeping ever, Mm -hmm. which Which every new mom goes through. I mean, (laughs) but it's torture. But it's it's, It's torture. You're just so sleep-deprived. You don't even know what's happening. (laughs) A mom just posted this today on the Dear Nikki Mama group about sleep and stuff, and I was like, I'm coming to your house now. Right now. (laughs) Right now. Because it is just – it's. Uh, I think it's there's no way you can conceptualize what it will right. be like if your um, baby is not one of those awesome ones that kind of right. snaps into like a four or six hour stretch. Um, right. Or maybe your baby sleeps well, but you don't. Right. Because you're, you're panicked. You're panicked. You're worried, afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, afraid of them. Yeah, no, afraid <laughs> yeah, of them. Yes, afraid yes, of them. Yes, Correct. Exactly. Yes. 
<laughs> you wonder too because um, any distance from the baby, any NICU stay, um, means that there's some element of bonding that gets delayed. Did you experience right. that with Harper? Very much so. Yeah. Um, I feel like she didn't actually click as my own child until like day two. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then I remember just crying over her crib, her NICU crib, having to leave her at yeah. night. Like that was so, so traumatizing to me Ugh. going home without my baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember I brought like one of those dumb Polaroid cameras and I like took a picture and then I sobbed in the car the whole way oh, home. Oh <laughs> like, my god. My baby's so oh, with me. Yeah. And it's not that you don't trust where the baby is. Mm-mm. You know the baby's in the best place possible, but you're not there to yes. be their mom. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We talked with one mom of a full-term baby, and her episode is coming up, but she mentioned when she came home, she had to shut the nursery door. Oh, yeah. Because just seeing his room was just like, he's supposed to be here, and he's not here, and she had to just shut his door while he was in the NICU, because it was just so painful to have a full-term pregnancy and then not have your baby home. Right. When you go to the hospital knowing that you're coming home with a baby and then yeah. you don't come home right. with a baby. Right. Right. Because you get to that mythical, yeah. oh, I'm term. I'm, I'm even at my due date. Right. Right. Yeah. right. I was like, oh, so. for sure. This baby's coming out. We're coming home in two days, you know, right. just like everyone else. Yeah. Right. And then that's not what happens. Yeah. And it was so different for everyone in my family, too, because yeah. nobody had encountered this before. Right. Yeah. And it was very, it was such a difficult thing to explain to people. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm sorry, you can't come visit because we don't even get to hold our baby yet. Right. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. we don't know her yet, which mm-hmm. I know every mom feels. Like, yeah. even if you're Nikki or not, you go through that whole baby blues situation yeah. of other people holding your baby or being near them. And you're like, yeah, I know I carried this baby, but I don't know this baby yet. Oh like, my gosh, I need to meet yeah, this baby. Totally. I still feel that way. I oh my, my one year old, I'm like, know. who are who you? Are you? <laughs> you're what I thought you were going to yeah. be. <laughs> oh, totally. I remember, like, when we were leaving the NICU, I, I, in my head, I was like, I'm never going to let anybody else hold him. Only me. Right. Only me, because Only I need me. to make up for all this time. Only me. Yes. It's and now so I, true, I'm though. very happy to let him yeah. Right. But there is that that bonding that you want to make up mm-hmm. for and, and, mm-hmm. and get, you know, I totally, yes. Yeah. I had baby blues um, pretty aggressively, too, and then that did end up transferring into my postpartum yeah. depression. And how quickly did that set on, and how quickly did you identify that within yourself? <sighs> I don't, I think there was so much going on while I was in the hospital that none of that was able to sink in. Yeah. Um, you know, you're just focusing on being there, you know. Mm-hmm. I woke up, I got to the hospital today, done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I remember when we were home and we would have people come over and we were very leery of letting people come right away. You know, Harper had lung issues. I was very afraid of germs coming into my home. Um, and people would hold her and I would sit there and I would just be quiet. Mm-hmm. And I would suck it up. And then they would leave, and I remember just sitting on the kitchen floor just sobbing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want that person to hold my baby. Yeah. I want my baby. Like, this is my baby. Yeah. yeah. And you know you're not doing it to, like, you know, because you don't trust that person holding them. It's just such a strange feeling, and you're just mm-hmm. overcome with emotion that you have mm-hmm. no control over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was always, like, a couple people that didn't bother me. You know, I had, like, those safe people, mm-hmm. which I think was huge for me because those were the people I could be like, hey, can you please come over and hold the baby? Like, I just need to take a shower. Yeah. Um, but then there was just other people. I was just, it was so difficult to mm-hmm. hand over that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you just want to hold up yourself all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting too, and you touched on it a bit, but I think one of the craziest things about having a perinatal mood anxiety disorder is it's something that is completely new and mm-hmm. foreign to you. So when you start having these feelings and these emotions and these thoughts, you're like, what is happening right. to me? You're like, I know there's not an actual reason for me to be feeling right. this way, yeah. but I am feeling this way. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think I did get a handle on it after, you know, going through it a few times and I was able to be like, no, like, I'm sorry. I am not mentally in the mood to be able to hold myself together right now. Yeah. I just need to be home That's by good. myself That's without anyone. Um, and that was something a lot of people didn't understand and a lot of people would say things like oh well it's nice to finally meet her mm. oh yeah I know <laughs> it is fi- nice to finally meet yeah. her I think so too yeah. <laughs> yeah I just met her as well so yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but you feel guilty the whole time because you know you hear that and it stings and you want to be okay with letting other people hold your baby but at the same time you're like yeah I'm not ready yeah. you're in survival mode yes mm-hmm. yes Oh my gosh. Like yeah. sitting there crying with a pump attached to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. wait, someone's going to come and see me yeah. like this? Like, I'm yeah. not ready for that. Right. Yeah. That's that's the thing about our current culture that just really peeves me yes. off. And sorry to get on a soapbox, but we <laughs> lift up mothers. We're like, look at this beautiful, fertile goddess. She made a baby. She's amazing. And then the second the baby comes out, it's like, mom, who? Who? Right. Yeah. And it's all about the baby. And it's mm-hmm. almost as if, oh, well, if you don't snap back immediately to the person the energy level the body all these things that you didn't have before then what's wrong with you right why aren't you perfect right Mm -hmm. and it's almost I I have had conversations with people I work with maybe people in the baby boomer age Mm -hmm. group um that really struggle to understand that they're like well yeah I I was feeling all those things but I just got back up and went to work again we just push through it don't tell anybody about it just keep it to yourself yeah right Mm -hmm. and that's I think um it's, I hope we're moving in a better right. direction. And you've talked about too, it, it, postpartum is something that you um, have continually gone on to do yes. with, right? So I did suffer from anxiety, depression prior to yeah. pregnancy. Um, I was under the impression that all of my meds were negative towards pregnancy. So I spent a year preparing to become pregnant by going off all of my meds. Yeah, I know. Why Now I look back and I'm like, that was the stupidest thing of my life. Why would I ever do that? But I just didn't know. I wasn't knowledgeable enough. I didn't know that these drugs, that there were drugs that were okay, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I was eight weeks pregnant, my studio got broken too. No. And all of my equipment got stolen and I found it. And then, like, I ended up having full-on PTSD from that. Like, I couldn't open doors myself. I was just terrified all the time. Um, And so then I went into my OB and I was like, this is not okay. I need help. Someone please help me. And so then they did put me on, um, anxiety, depression meds while I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, the, the NICU doctor did not want me to be on them after I had Harper. So they didn't let me have them, Mm. um, which sent me into a withdrawal. So while all of that was happening, I also didn't have my calming meds. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I understand why they did it and it made sense, but it was just not okay for my situation um and so then when I ended up meeting with lactation they were like no you can do this we need we need you healthy or Mm -hmm. we need to find a different route right um so then I did end up staying on that med and adding another one Mm -hmm. (laughs) to help me because it was a mess and it was just sometimes I would just feel numb Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was 
just sobbing all the time. I wasn't super sad all the time, but I just felt not myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had so much anxiety about being around people with Mm -hmm. my baby. Mm -hmm. It was a very difficult thing to try to like grasp and Mm -hmm. get used to. Mm -hmm. And I'm still on those meds. And anyone who suffers with it, I am very much like, if you need them, do it. Yes. You're, you're not weak mm-hmm. by needing that. Mm-hmm. It's just the way your body is, and you just mm-hmm. need a little help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, such a yeah. I mean, not to, so. It sounds like you had obviously pre-existing anxiety and depression, which sets you at risk for for PMAS. And then you had traumatic things that happened yes. while you were pregnant, <laughs> and then you witnessed birth, like you were a birth <laughs> yeah. photographer, yeah. which is maybe unknowingly like accessing stimuli and hormones, yes, right. and then you had a tra- traumatic delivery, and then you had a NICU stay, and then like you had an emergency room visit. There's, just, I think it's mm-hmm. just like insane. I, life is so complex that I don't think we take a step back to realize, oh my gosh, right. look at all of these different components right. that made it happen, and so the fact that you are where you are today is a testament to your self-awareness and knowing what you need. I mean, you're well, so brave. I think that it was very helpful for my job as well because mm-hmm. I see so many moms every week who are coming in right at that mark. You know, they're mm-hmm. roughly two weeks post that they're coming into my studio with their babies. And I can sometimes tell mm-hmm. others are very good at hiding it. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, okay, mama, how are you? Mm-hmm. Because I know that those blues can be real I know that the emotions you're feeling right now are very yeah. overwhelming a lot of times I'm asking are you okay with me doing these things to your baby you know like I know you want these photos but are you having an emotional overload right now with yeah. some stranger having your baby yeah I think the biggest things I have to assure them like I know what I'm doing yeah if you need your baby if you need to nurse them just because you feel like you want to nurse your baby yeah that's okay mm-hmm. that's why newborn sessions take the time that they do yeah just Mama's needs and baby's needs come first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Babies are in charge, obviously. <laughs> yeah. We're never in charge. Let's be real. Let's be real. Crying and laughing yeah. at the same time. Yes. <laughs> so many emotions all at yeah. once. <laughs> I love oh that so much. Yeah. Um, my best friend just had a NICU experience. Oh, my god. I don't gosh. know if either of you saw that or not. Um, so she had a very, very similar story to myself as well. Um, so she had a long induction, long labor, baby came out. She had 24 hours with her baby before they decided to bring him to the NICU. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was so weird to see someone else go through the exact Mm -hmm. same thing that I went through, but I felt like it was also, again, very useful. Like Mm -hmm. I enjoyed being able to be there for her and have some Mm -hmm. knowledge Mm -hmm. because I didn't have that. Yeah, right. It was such a scary experience. Were you, so were you there being uh, yes. photo- yeah. photographer? I hear yes. that a lot, yeah. actually. I'm sure you do as well. It's yeah. yeah. a really hard word. Yes. <laughs> I put it in my email, too. That was a very poor choice as well. <laughs> yes, I was there for the whole delivery. Okay. So, I mean, you saw the whole thing play out. Yeah. Um, and did you, did you feel – I mean – I imagine there's no way you weren't triggered in some way by what you were seeing. Yes. And I think that the biggest thing, though, was, like, I wanted to reassure her on everything that she was feeling so badly. Like, I wanted to be like, it's okay that you're feeling terrified right now. It's okay that you don't want 12 people in your room right now. If you need a moment, that's just fine. Tell everyone to go. Mm -hmm. I will go. You know, like, (laughs) I just wanted to respect that 
feeling that I wow. knew that I had yeah. when I was going through that. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Like, what an like a universal, <laughs> so spiritual, strange. amazing thing Seriously. that you could be at, like advocate for her, then, mm-hmm. you know, and be there for her because nobody's there for mom. I don't think right. in the way they are for baby. You instantly go to baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And she was put in a twin room as well, which so was I when we were in our NICU oh, state. Wow. Yeah. And so I remember being like, "Where's your gray bucket? Let's fill it up so that you can waddle down the hallway with all of your goodies." Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have that bathroom in the NICU like you yes. know the typical one would. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's that's like, true. oh, I can't go in that bathroom. Yeah. It still gives me, like, a full flood mm-hmm. back of memory and emotion mm-hmm. being in that same bathroom yeah. that I had to use while I was there. Right. Which is very weird. <laughs> it is amazing what our bodies will consider a trigger, mm-hmm. what will bring us right back. Smell, sounds, locations, yeah. door handle. I mean, anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh, yeah. all of a sudden yeah. just, poof, I'm back yep. there. I'm reliving mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, and I'm sure you feel this way, too, Taylor, but I think – Many NICU moms feel that they have this new compassion for new mothers. Oh, my gosh. You know, and just this new compassion for just when things don't go as planned Mm -hmm. and you can relate to people. And I think it's amazing that you're able to offer that to new moms that are bringing their prized possessions, you know, to you to have photographed and you're in the room. And um, I know as a wedding photographer, you're part of really intimate moments, but as a birth photographer, that's yes. like a whole new level of it really intimacy. Is. And so bedside manner is everything. Huge. And so yes. the fact that you're able to offer that compassion and understanding is, mm-hmm. I'm sure 99, you're very talented artistically, <laughs> yeah. but really what makes a photography experience special is the way that you can love and treat your clients when you're, right. oh my you know, gosh. so that's amazing that you can offer that. Being You're a part of a birth is like the most incredible feeling ever. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I mean, first of all, what, why were you like birth photography yay? I wasn't. Oh, I never okay. I, I never imagined myself as a birth photographer. It just never clicked. It wasn't really a thing, I feel like, when I started being a photographer. Sure. Yeah. But m- babies are literally my life. Yeah. Like, I could sit and photograph newborns all mm-hmm. day, every day. I could have the worst baby. And Which I is why still... I refer them to you. <laughs> you. <laughs> I just like thrive off of it and I love it and so being in that delivery room is like a whole another high yeah. like I feel like I leave there on an adrenaline rush I really oh don't gosh. sleep even after I come home because I'm just like oh my god I just saw a life be born like yeah. this is That's the coolest so thing cool. ever and so I started doing it when I was I think seven months pregnant I photographed my nephew's mm-hmm. birth and so it was probably a very poor choice to photograph my first birth <laughs> when I was so close to doing my own yeah um but it was so cool. And I did have very high expectations because of that, though, mm-hmm. which kind of backfired. But um, every single time I go in there now, it's just the best feeling ever. Yeah. A lot of moms, you know, like they, they do the Midwest thing, you know, you apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. This is taking so long. No, no. honey. <laughs> you can take as many hours as your body needs. Yeah, you right. are not in control right now. This is just birth. This is the life. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm so sorry I'm in labor. I know, for real. <laughs> like, people do apologize yeah. all the time. And I'm just like, no, like, this is my job. I wouldn't be here if I didn't love it. Like, yeah. this is this is what fuels mm-hmm. my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I can't do them very often because I have my own. Um, troublesome two-year-old yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but when I do get to yeah I feel very connected to those babies too yeah. just super straight oh it's, <laughs> it's like, obviously oh. you were there yeah. when they were born yeah. oh my gosh mm-hmm. which is such a you can see kind of why L&D nurses and RTs and mm-hmm. 
providers do what they do. Oh, for sure. Because um, they just are, oh my gosh, it's, mm-hmm. it is a really cool, incredible atmosphere. Um, and why NICU nurses feel so connected to, to these their babies. babies. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yes. we feel very close to our NICU nurses. And yeah. to this day, I still cry when I see them. But well, yeah, I mean, for <laughs> that <laughs> season in his life, they were second. I don't want to say second mom, but, like, the best mm-hmm. aunts in the world, you know? Right. Like, right. they yes. were his tribe. And so, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the staff and the people that are involved in those really intimate, sacred moments are so important. And it's crazy how, like, I had a very short um, relationship with our NICU nurse, but she was such an advocate for Harper yeah. that, like, I still have been so yeah. drawn to her yeah. ever yeah. since. And I'm like, you were the only one that sat and gave me comfort. Yeah. You know, like, you were, were concerned about me. You know, you were scolding me for not drinking mm-hmm. enough water and my ankles were as big as yeah. <laughs> my thighs, you know. Mm-hmm. My NICU nurse made me eat. Yes. She was yes. like, eat these. You need she, to eat. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love that. They do so much and it's, yeah, I feel do. like it's often not really notice because you're again mm-hmm. going through so much you're just right. not really thinking about it you right. think about yourself mm-hmm. yeah so having someone there that oh, cares yeah. about your baby and you right. oh yeah is there anything better than that <laughs> like no right. um yeah. recently when uh, ava got to go home mm-hmm. i got to photograph her being held by the ob that saved her life oh. and it was one of the most surreal mm-hmm. incredible moments ever Mm. and it's something I just never thought my life would end up Mm -hmm. caring towards what a crazy path so was the the trajectory the path to you doing uh photographing (laughs) (laughs) taking photos in the NICU was that a conscious choice for you no okay um so actually (laughs) As much as I've been in a NICU recently, it's not been something that's been long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, so the quads were my first other than my own experience. Yeah. Do you want to explain who the quads sure. are? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I would say she is one of my best friends now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's super strange. It is so strange how this all just like domino effects <laughs> oh my into my life. Yes. But um, So I got connected through a completely random person to Sally, mm-hmm. who was pre- pregnant with quads. Um, and I offered to do photos for her and she basically like let me into everything. She was like, yep, whatever you want, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I did maternity. I was able to be there for her birth. Mm -hmm. We obviously knew going into that, that all four babies were going to be NICU. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just like an obvious thing to me. Like, Mm -hmm. of course I'm going to go photograph them when you can't be there. Like, of course I'm going to go get that moment that you're, you know, still doing the mom part. Mm-hmm. I'll go down with your babies and I'll get that. I'll get dad with babies. Um, and then all of a sudden she just couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> um, and we just would sit and hold babies. And I would go in every day and hold babies with her. And people would be like, why is she here again? <laughs> and it was just it was just such a weird thing. We just connected really quickly. And yeah. I feel like those babies are my family yeah um and sally is literally my bestie now, so that's, that's incredible that's when were the quads born what was the date do you remember oh god it's january something right she's gonna kill me that i don't know this no right it's now. okay it's totally blank. because we had i remember so we've i'm a photographer so me and taylor have like seen each other on facebook like before all the nikki stuff happened right. and i like followed your work you followed me but then we just had never met. And right. I remember, like, we had just transferred yes. to Fargo. 
I was waiting. It was that day. Yeah. Yes. And literally, I was like as raw ever because we had just put our baby off a plane and all this stuff. And I remember seeing you <laughs> sitting out by the wash station yes. in white scrubs. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was in my bunny suit. <laughs> Head to toe with a camera. And, and I was, I was like, washing oh, up. How surreal for you. You're yes. like, what? Like, what? My world are colliding. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, are you Taylor? And you're like, yeah. Yes. Are you Ashley? <laughs> I know you. Yeah. And you said, the quads were just boring. And you were like, <laughs> what? And, yeah. and then I remember seeing her in the lunchroom. Yeah. Like, the next day or two days later, and I was just amazed that she was walking around. I, know. I was like, when I had a C-section, I, I could barely she move, and she was like, "Legitimate yeah, Wonder Woman, doing really well." And I was just amazed at you her know. ability and her <laughs> positive <laughs> attitude. And I was, yeah, she was incredible. But that was the first time I met you. Yes, it was a super strange. <laughs> I feel like this is a spiral of events right now, and yeah. like it's all coming full circle it that really we met is. in the NICU. I know. Like, how it's weird crazy. is that? I mean, it's so wild. That. I know. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, and yeah. then I would just see you pop in and out yeah. to, like, photograph the quads. Because I think they were on a different wing than me. They were, like, right when you walked in the okay. first because they were twin rooms. So they had two twin rooms next yeah. to each other. So, yeah, you probably wouldn't have been. Well, I remember, too, um, they were looking for preemie clothes. Yes, and I had right. some preemie clothes that Silas had grown out of. So I was, like, told the nurse, you can give these to Sally because we had to go do something. Yeah. And so, yeah, so then should we go? Yes. Them? Yes. Yeah, but yes. Side note, one. PSA, if you have preemie clothes, bring them to your local NICUs. The ones that you yes. can get rid of. I still kept, like, a few of them. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, for sure. If I find them on the – sometimes I find them on the clearance end at Walmart and yes, Target. Just buy them. And then oh, I yeah. get them and I bring them That's to the so NICU mm-hmm. or I make my, my dad bring them. Well, it was funny. I was at Target and there was a preemie pair of pants. Yeah. And I just instinctively, I was like, I need to buy this for Silas because oh, it was wait. so rare yeah. oh, to God. find preemie, preemie clothes. clothes. Yes. And then I remembered, like, he's he's not More a preemie. Yeah. I don't need to do anymore. But yeah, when you see those, buy them because they are kind of rare to they find in the store. Find. Even yeah. like Carter's, I mean, the selections were very slim. And yes. I feel like so many moms, you're not thinking about buying preemie clothes when you're right. pregnant. Yes. And yes. And Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about that. No, you don't have to yes. think about a baby coming out that tiny, yeah. so yeah. you don't buy them until yeah. you need them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite is when um, people use the Build-A-Bear clothes on the preview. Yes. So we so do that cute. at the studio. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we so dress cute. them in, in some of those, like, the sports outfits and yes. stuff. Yes. We get them from Build-A-Bear. That's so cute. So cute. That's... Well, Ava just wore her yes. costume. <laughs> oh my gosh. Her little belly hanging out. So, so cute. cute. I <laughs> hope Chrissy lets us, like, share that because <laughs> her, she has, like, oh, this whole midriff showing and, like, you know, like, she's little pop-ups that are in and her tongue is, like, all round. And then I love babies' faces are always like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like, Why are you dressing me like a bear? <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, when you went, when you had that NICU experience, was that the first time you had been back? Yes. And how did it feel? It was very strange at first. But again, it was such a different experience because they were so tiny. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a whole different view Mm-hmm. Um, being back in those rooms, since that is the room that we were in, mm-hmm. that was very triggering to me. Yeah. Um, and it was still like the little things, but it was just, I like felt so good being there, knowing that like if she was by herself that I was there yeah. because I didn't have that, you know, like I, it yeah. was my husband and I, but it was just, 
nice to have someone come and sit and not have to sit and explain everything to them yeah. you know yeah. like I, when visitors would come you're like yeah this is this this machine does this yeah, yeah. but to just have someone there that's just like yep yeah, okay mm-hmm. which baby you want today yeah. <laughs> you know like it was just so much more relaxed and kind of distracting I feel like oh yeah. absolutely and it's a very good therapy for yourself if you're wondering <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I yes. think I've, I've seen that in places where like it's like a you know Maslow's hierarchy but it's of healing and the top mm-hmm. level is being able to care for other people yeah. and you know give yourself greater purpose because right. of what you've been through right and you've obviously done that oh my mm-hmm. gosh I try I mean it's a process <laughs> is ongoing it but is. you're I just think it's really really impressive the mission you. that you have yeah. for other women I just don't ever want anyone to be alone in those situations yeah yeah and then it like all happened with Christy, and we'll get obviously yeah. very in depth with that. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a long. I still remember when you e- you messaged yes. me on Facebook, and you were like, "I, I don't, oh my gosh, I just had a baby, and everything's happening, yes. and it was scary." It's well, I just never, I never. And seen you, it from you that. knew Christy before? Yes. Okay. So Christy and I have been friends, and she also clients started as client, became friend after that. But I've been mm-hmm. photographing her since her second son was three months old and then our little girls um Hattie and Harper are three days apart oh my gosh so I remember like being up there photographing Hattie after she was born and then was back like two days later for my own birth (laughs) and everyone was like are are you here to be checked in I was like no not yet but hopefully sometime you know in the next week we'll see um and so I was yeah through this whole last pregnancy, I just knew about her bleeding and everything. Um, I don't know if Christy knows this, but Christy was the first person I ever told I was pregnant. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's very strange. Oh, I can't wait for you guys to episode. <laughs> so cute. It was just cute. like a very weird fluke that I like didn't know who to go to to find an OB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Christy, she's got, she's got two of them. She knows. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. she'll have a good answer for me, but I hadn't, you know, you want to tell family in an exciting uh, yeah. way. Yeah. So she was like one of the first people that I oh, went to. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. So question, you mm-hmm. were in a twin room. So was yes. the other baby in the room if you? There wasn't a baby in my oh, okay. room. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why we were in a twin room. I yeah. think it's just a fluke. Um, for my friend Erin, there was a second baby. Um, in that room. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was a first experience for me to have it, you know, not be related babies yeah. in that twin room. Yeah. And it's a whole different feeling. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and um, the episode that we're going to hear in a little while, um, she kind of mentioned saying that when she envisioned the NICU, she always envisioned little babies. Mm-hmm. And when her baby was born full term in the NICU, it was almost like he stood out a little more yes. because he wasn't a little tiny baby. Yes. Did you ever feel that having a full-term baby? Very much so. And the oh, doctors wow. even would say it. Um, like huh. the nurses would be like, it's it's so weird to see, you know, a, a, like a grown baby in here. We're not used to these bigger babies. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I got to go grab newborn or whatever size it was. Cause she, yeah. And she was so petite. She was 6'11". Right. So she was tinier, but not yeah, not the typical NICU mm-hmm. baby. Sure. Um, but they, they did, you know, acknowledge that she was bigger and that she Mm -hmm. wasn't their typical. And then, you know, you walk down the hall and you see these itty bitty babies and you see them having to suit up to go into certain rooms and you're just like kind of taken aback from all of it. So you're not really expecting it. Yeah. 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 I think that's one thing that it's important to recognize as a NICU mom, not only do you experience your own NICU journey, Mm -hmm. but you get little snippets of a lot of other ones and it's. 
it's very if you are an emotional person who takes you want to help or mm-hmm. you have that compassion yes. or that feeling very type of personality so. you unintentionally take on a lot of yeah emotion yes. and it's yes. hard to leave that at the NICU I mean I brought it home with me a lot right. I would, when I would hear the mother weeping next mm-hmm. door I just was like oh my gosh it's yeah. a whole you know you just it's, feeling yeah. you take on a lot it's a lot yeah it's like secondhand trauma yes yeah. yes yeah. it is so incredible I think just to see the trajectory of your journey and I mean you're still in the midst of it too yeah I'm like already like like how can Taylor photograph my next you know I know <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it's just been so strange how it's just spiraled from one like there's been a someone in the NICU for me since Sally was there mm-hmm. you know and that's just been by chance the day the day that the quads were the last two quads were discharged I was there staying the night with Christy Oh my god! For her being put on bed rest. Oh my god! So it was just literally one ended and one went into the other, wow. and then I've had two or three clients now who have had a baby, and so I just literally hopped the halls. <laughs> I got yep. my stickers all the way down my lap, yep. and I'm yep. like, I gotta go check on the other one. Mm-hmm. I'll be back here. Yeah. So yeah. wow, just I, all sorts of. And I think too, when when everyone here hears um your relationship with Christy, mm-hmm. I think it's. It's so much more complex and, and deep, and, and there's like a real sisterhood. I yeah, we can sense between you two, and I think um, it's hard to describe mm-hmm. um, because we're talking like six plus months in the yes. NICU. That's a long stretch of time to be in mm-hmm. there, and so you've gotten to document all this huge part of it. Yes. I feel like this is a good place to yeah. pause because we're gonna have so much more. To I know. It. I cannot yeah. wait for that episode. I'm just excited. I'm, yeah, to like really get to hear more in depth and everything. Yes. Um. So maybe, Taylor, to end, um, what encouragement would you have for a full-term NICU mama in the NICU who's either in the NICU right now or who's who went home and is battling this, like, well, mine wasn't that bad. You know, maybe I should just be over it by now. Like, what encouragement yes. would you have for her? Um, for example, like, when I get a message from a client who's like, hey, I'm so sorry, I haven't been able to get in touch with you, our baby's in the NICU, and the mic instinct responses oh my goodness tell me everything what can I do for you Mm -hmm. um so find just someone who gets it and I now my instinct as you all know is to go and get them into the group because I'm like you need people you need people Mm -hmm. who get it you need people who have been there Mm -hmm. and can sympathize and understand and let you know that the feelings you're feeling are so okay Mm -hmm. and they're so normal yeah like I think, you know, when you become a mom, your instinct is just to kind of suck it in and be good for everyone. You know, you want to stay strong. And Mm -hmm. it's nice to have that safe place to be able to just let it out and be like, guys, I am so frustrated today. Or, oh my goodness, look at how exciting this is. My baby pooped today. You know, (laughs) it's the little things. And it's hard for other people to understand that who haven't had that. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to be open and let it. Let it out to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's going to get it. Yeah. Not everyone's going to sympathize. But as soon as you find the ones that are there and just yeah. are a good hand to hold, mm-hmm. stick yeah. with them. Yes. Absolutely. I, I like that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for thank being you here, for Taylor. having me. Yeah, Your yes. skin looks great. Thank you. <laughs> I so will eloquent. refer you to my facialist. <laughs> <laughs> I will write down the names, and then I won't go because I'll forget. Yeah, but it's normal. I am so happy you were here. I think your story is so encouraging in a different way. I love meeting new moms and hearing stories. So, thank you for being vulnerable with us. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. (laughs)
And we will link your photography page. Oh, gosh. Um, some That's of so sweet. the ways that other moms can get connected with you. And Taylor actually photographed our event. So yes. the pictures that are on our blog are actually from Taylor, mm-hmm. which she did a beautiful job. Um, but to any NICU mamas listening who have had full-term NICU babies with maybe, we always say, quote, shorter because – any time in the NICU is long. Yes. Um, but who had shorter stays, we hope that this podcast episode reaches you and encourages you and just reminds you that you are not alone. So thank you for joining us. Have a good thank rest you. of your day. <laughs> if you love this podcast and would like to hear more amazing stories, please consider becoming a member of the Dear NICU Mama Patreon page. In addition to special merchandise and early access to content, Patreon members support the mission, programs, and services of Dear NICU Mama. You can find the link on the description of this episode. As always, if you'd like to hear more from Dear NICU Mama, click subscribe. Welcome to the sisterhood.